Thank you, my brother. Appreciate that. Isn't this uh, arrangement here nice? It looks like fall. Yeah. That's why the first thing I come in here, I saw fall. It was here Sunday. I didn't. I failed to make that that uh, announcement about that, but I was looking at it a while ago, and I appreciate that. All right. I guess we're going to be in Psalms 32. Psalms 32 tonight. And uh, we'll start there. If you'd like to read, you're sure welcome to do so. All right, so let's uh, let's read three verses apiece. Except somebody's got to read. Two's got to read four. So y'all make that choice. You do three. Okay. Just Kayla takes the humility, don't you? <laughs> Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. Thank you. <clears throat> For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned in to the drought of summer, Selah. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin, Selah. For this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance, Selah. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding whose mouth must be held in with bit and brittle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Amen. All right, let's turn our Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. And uh, we'll read one verse tonight, and then we're going to talk about the church and we're going to go to other passages, but here in chapter 1 of Colossians in verse 18, we've read uh, the end of this last week, last Wednesday, talking about uh, the Lord. But here we see it says, and he, referring to the dear son and the kingdom, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have the preeminence. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We do thank you for the reading already of the word of God. And, and Lord, that Psalm 32, Lord, uh, the psalm of, of, of David, dear God, in repentance towards thee, Lord, and the sin, dear God, that he committed, uh, Lord, with Bathsheba, Lord, and Uriah. Uh, Lord, that, 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 that repentant, psalm god has resonated in my heart so many times and 
God, we're thankful, thankful for it tonight that, that we are able to read what David felt and knew and even confessed. And so, Father, we ask you tonight, Lord, that we might be as David, Lord, and, and even not to pray that prayer, but God, have that heart. We pray tonight, Lord, that you open our eyes and towards the church. And, God, just give us a little glimpse tonight, Lord, of the Word of God about your body and about you being the head of it. Lord, that we'll be pleased, and God, we'll be honored tonight, Lord, to be in your presence, and God, you lead and guide the service tonight. We thank you for all that have come tonight. Bless them for it. God, thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for the love of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the hunger for word of God and the thirst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You be seated. You know, I was thinking about that... Uh, about that message on Sunday evening and uh, concerning the tribulation period. And uh, we'll probably go back to that on Sunday morning of this coming Sunday morning to just uh, fill in a few more things I'd like to say before we move on with that. But uh, I was thinking of the, the soberness of that message, thinking about the, the, the very truth of God's word and how that wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't move or motivate more people to be at church on Wednesday night. I believe it's just the sign of the time of where we are. And it's not that we may get discouraged over that, but it may just be that we can, we can understand and we might be able to see more uh, really where we are as a country where we are as a church tonight and that uh, if that type of message doesn't bring to you a a more of a desire to to serve the Lord and to to come unto his house I don't know what will I, I don't know I have no idea to know uh, that ha that how close that we might be for the rapture uh, for the tribulation period and the times in which the word of God demonstrates and reveals and we kind of ignore that and just kind of set it to the side my heart breaks church for the church it does it breaks for everyone who's not here tonight who was here sunday and not here tonight and i'm just i'm just wondering and just kind of contemplating in my heart what will it take what will it take for the church just to be faithful you know i know you are and you will be. And there's nothing going to stop you. And there's nothing going to hinder you. And uh, you'll be here at all times. And, and I'm thankful for that. And my heart is full of gratitude that you're here tonight. Uh, but you have to be like me and say, where is everybody at? Why? Why isn't? Why doesn't it move the heart of people as it does us? And so I believe the answer is right here, though. I believe here it gives a good indication and a very clarity of the church. I want to preach tonight on the church is where Jesus is the head of. The church where Jesus is the head of. And, and tonight I, I would think that as you think about that thought about the church with a head, you can think about something else without a head. You think about an animal. Or you think about an organization. Or you think about a business. Or you think about a government. 
or you're thinking about you think about some sort of um, relationship or some sort of idea where there's there's a there's a body or there's people but there's no head uh, that's disastrous uh, that's that's horrible uh, there's no success in any of that well there's no head uh, you, it doesn't matter how big the body is it doesn't matter how smart the body is it doesn't matter how 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 rich the body is it doesn't matter how how much of the strength or maybe uh, the skill or the talent of the body when there's no head. And tonight, we have a church, and we are of a church tonight, whose head is Jesus Christ. Now, that, that matters because we can be part of something tonight that has a head on it. Well, that's good. I, I like that tonight, that I have an option. I can be part of the church that has a head or be part of the world that don't have a head. I could be part of a church that has a head or be part of some other club or some other uh, group or organization that doesn't have a head. And tonight, I, I choose to be part of the church. Now, being part of the church, though, uh, you're going to have to know there's a head, right? And that head is not your pastor, and that head is not your people. That head is Jesus, and it's not Jesus of anywhere, of any time, but it's Jesus, the creator. Isn't it, isn't it kind of interesting, if not to you that love the word of God, very encouraging, uh, that we can look in verse 16, and that one who is uh, the dear son is told he is the creator. Now, that, that is very large and very big, that the creator uh, is the one that is the son uh, or the king of the kingdom that we're in tonight. But that same one who's creator in verse 18 says he is the head of the body, the church. Now that's, that, is, that is something tonight to, to think about. Uh, as we are in a world tonight and we're in a community and we're in a fellowship, uh, some, other, some type of different fellowships you're in, uh, we're in a government, uh, we're in a world, we're in a business. Every one of us tonight has all kind of things. But where can you go tonight and what can you be part of tonight when the creator of the world is the head? That's pretty nice. I mean, that's encouraging tonight to know that who's over the church, who's the head of the church is the creator of the world. That, that brings that brings confidence in my heart tonight. That brings a security uh, that I'm glad I'm part of the church tonight because the head of the church is the creator of the world. You can't get no higher. You can't get no greater. and You can't get more powerful. And so I feel tonight because the creator of the world is also the head of the church tonight, uh, we're in good hands. Uh, we, there's nothing you and I, if you're part of the church tonight, have to worry about. The creator of the world is the head. I mean, I promise you tonight, the church is not going to go bankrupt. I promise the church tonight is not going to be overtaken by the enemy. I promise tonight the church is not going uh, to be removed by the government. The head of the church is Jesus. He's the creator of the world. Now, if you're ever going to be part of anything tonight, you want to be part of the church because the creator of the world tonight is the head of it. That is the most secure place you can be. That is the most settled place you want to be. 
tonight we don't have to worry about tonight uh we, we can worry about america america may not be here in five and ten years but the church will be here i mean you know we, we may not have tonight uh anything and everything about us tonight but the church will always be because the head of the church is the creator of the world i, I want that to sink in I want that to get in. I want that to rejoice in your heart. I want you to be able to shout with all you got within you tonight that if you are part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, he, the creator of the world, is the head of it. And, man, we can just go to bed tonight and sleep. We can, we, we can just get up in the morning and in all our fallacies and all our failures and how we slip and fall and how we stumble around and, and how we just find ourselves sometimes the lack of faith and we need help in our faith tonight. There's one thing assured and one thing tonight that you can just bank on is that church that you are a member of. Jesus is the head and he's the creator of the world. It's sure. Amen. And so tonight is many things tonight that is unsure, many things tonight that, that you may not, uh, might not think that tomorrow you may go to the, to the grocery store and on the shelves it may be empty. You may go to your bank account tonight and it may be taken away. Uh, you, you, may, you may have uh, all kind of things tonight and then next thing you know you don't have anything. You might, your mom might be taken from you, your dad, your children, your, your, your spouse, your friend. I mean, there's so many things tonight that can be removed from us and taken from us. But there's something tonight that you and I can just know with a, no shadow, with a shadow of a doubt that will not be removed and taken and shaken in any way. And that is the creator of the world who's the head of the church. Now, what you've got to make sure you of is that you're in the church. Because the church is secure. The church is here. The church, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I, I mean, there's not, a, there's not any. I mean, how can a principality or how can a power or how could something tonight of a throne or dominion come against the church when the church was the guy who owns the church, who's over the church is Jesus, and he created all those. You can't overcome the creator. And tonight, uh, listen, there's no worry for us. There's tonight, there's nothing at all that we go, I'm worried about the tribulation, worried about the rapture, I'm worried about Russia, I'm worried about China, I'm worried about Biden, I'm worried, stop. If you're the church tonight, our head is Jesus Christ, the creator of the world. I'm just trying to encourage you tonight not to walk around fainting, not to walk around weary. Stop. Please, tonight, there's no place at all that we are to be concerned about. Now, are we concerned about our loved ones? Yeah. Are we concerned about our church? Yeah. Are we concerned about uh, the world tonight dying and going to hell? Yeah. We're concerned about all that tonight, but not the church. And not your place and not where you are if you are the church tonight. So anyway, I kind of just want to tell you that. Number one tonight. The church is created by Jesus Christ. And that's why tonight that we can just be assured. The church. Now, why wouldn't somebody tonight want to be part of the church that's created by Christ? Now, why wouldn't somebody tonight, if you really believed that the church was created by Christ, you would want to be obedient to that? You'd want to be faithful to that. Amen? 
I mean, if you really believe tonight that Jesus Christ created the church, you would not miss a service. You would not at all dare to at all not give and participate and partake and say, this is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus created it. I will be part of it if you believe that. Now, tonight, if you don't believe that, well, then I understand why you are the way you are towards the church. But those who have know and say, I am the church, I'm part of the church, and I want to be of the church, and Jesus created it. We see that in verse 16. He says, for by him were all things created. All things, part of all things is the church. The Bible says, verse 16, for him all things were created. So the church was for him. All things were created for him. So I could say tonight that all things were created, but the church was for him. And tonight, you're here for him. The reason why you'll come back Sunday is for him. And the reason why in the morning that you'll pray and you'll do right and you'll live for God and you'll read your Bible is for him. It's about him. And tonight, that's all it's about. I notice here in verse 17, it says, For he is before all things. Before the church, he was. Before there was ever a church, Jesus Christ was here. And not only that, is he before all things, but for by him all things consist, in verse 17. So the church tonight consists because of him, because of him. Now, if you've got maybe some concern that Jesus is not going to be around very much longer, well, then you might be concerned about the church. You're concerned that Jesus may somehow, some way, you know, be conquered somehow, uh, then you might be concerned about the church. But listen, Jesus is the consistent He's the upholder. Uh, he's the one who keeps things sustained. And he is the one who keeps the church sustained as well. Amen. And so tonight we just know the church is created by Christ. Number two. I'm moving fast. I'm already in my, first, my second point. The church is not only created by Christ. But I notice the church is created or is a created body of Christ. Now this gets interesting tonight. That that we would be a body. You know, the church tonight is also considered a bride. It's also considered a building. Not the walls we see here, but a building. We'll see that in a minute. But what we want to concentrate on tonight is the thought of a body. A body. For it was created a body. It, the Bible doesn't say that the church evolved into a body. It doesn't say that it kind of... Uh, move from this to that and then all of a sudden it, it ended up as a body no it was created as a body it's on purpose tonight and with great effort and with great creation tonight it was created a body and so tonight when you say that i'm the church what you're saying is is i'm a body all right we got to know that tonight a body i'm a body all right i'm a church and so the body tonight, and if you're a body tonight, well, then you have a head. Because if you don't have a head tonight, guess what? You're dead. No head, no life. Right? That's all of us tonight. And we can look at it tonight. If we walk in here tonight with no head, I mean, it would be a real trouble, right? It would be a real problem. You, you would have a problem and we'd have a problem. And so tonight we find uh, that the body uh, is of Christ is called the church. And so we want, we want to emphasize that 
but there's not many that do, but tonight we want to. Uh, because we want you to see the perspective of this. Now I want to say number one concerning the church as a created body of Christ is that the formation of the body. The formation of the body. How does this body whose head is Jesus gets formed? How does that, how does that happen? Well, turn your Bibles with me if you will. We're going through a lot of scripture here, but not very far. Ephesians chapter 2. And look there in about verse 10 tonight. The Bible says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Created in Christ Jesus. And so tonight, this formation of the body is that we were created. Remember now, Jesus created the church. So everything the church is tonight, Jesus created it. There's nothing the church is tonight that Jesus hasn't created it. He created every aspect of it. He created all things of the church tonight. Anything tonight that the church has or the church is, he's created it. He's completely 100% the creation of it. But in the creation of it tonight, there's a formation of it, and we're created in Christ Jesus. So tonight, us being the church tonight, the body is that we were created in Christ Jesus, meaning this tonight. The word created means to make habitable. To make habitable. So if you are made to be made habitable, that means prior to you becoming the church, you was unhabitable. Right? That means that before the, you was the church, God wasn't in you. And then Christ wasn't in you. Matter of fact, you was not suitable or you was you comparable or meet tonight that God could be come in you. Could you ever have thought that tonight? That there was a period of time in your life or the period of time in your children's life and the period of time of your family's life and friends and co-workers that they just may be where they're uninhabitable? That God can't come into their life. That Jesus Christ cannot be part of who they are. That's hard to believe, isn't it? That's, that's kind of hard to really understand. But, friend, you have to be formation, be created in Christ Jesus, and you've got to be made a place where God can come in you. So not just any time and every time can God just enter into your life. It has to be at a creation in Christ Jesus. And Jesus is going to be the one who's doing the creation. And so you're created in Christ Jesus to be made habitable. Now, once you're made habitable, now we find God can come in. Now, we find that and turn to Ephesians chapter 4 with me. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24. The Bible says, that, And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness, and true holiness. Now, when you're created in Christ, you're now habitable. What's going to come about you and in you? Well, you'll find the first thing will be of a righteousness. You're created in righteousness. And so we find the formation of you immediately when you're born again and when Christ creates you, you become the church, the body of Christ, you're going to have a righteousness in you now. This righteousness is going to be towards man. In other words, you're now going to be able to forgive. 
You're going to now toward men to love. You're going to now have some sort of compassion. Uh, Now you're going to have some sort of uh, righteousness. You can do right towards men. You can be right towards men. And you can, you can live that because you've been created in righteousness now. You have, you have the righteousness of Christ that justifies you. You have the righteousness of God within you so that you can live habitually and you can live continually in righteousness. And you can live a life of righteousness and you can understand that righteousness is what you are and who you are. But it takes you to be created in Christ Jesus in order to do it. I'm talking about formation to be part of the church tonight. Secondly, the Bible says that you're going to be created in true holiness. Now, that holiness tonight is towards God. So you have righteousness toward man. Well, now you can get along with your fellow man. Now you can have relationship with them. And now you can have some sort of fellowship with them. But now you have a holiness towards God. Now you have a sacredness in your heart towards Him. Now you have a sanctifying about God uh, that when you got created in Christ Jesus, you're now created in true holiness. You don't learn holiness. You don't say, well, one of these days I'm just going to move into holiness and I'm going to worship God uh, like so-and-so does. No, uh uh-uh. When you become the church, immediately this true holiness is created in you. And you're going to have this, this, this love. You're going to have this desire uh, to worship, to lift up, to honor, to, to, to acknowledge God. And, and you, don't, you don't have to worry about tonight uh, whether you're going to learn that or you're going to know that. It's going to be part of you immediately. There's going to be a true holiness about you. And that holiness is going to be, I'm going to be holy towards God. Not holy towards man. I'm going to be righteous towards man. But I'm going to be holy towards God. I'm going to be separated towards God. I'm going to be sacred towards God. I'm going to be sanctified towards God. And that's your heart, amen? That's what your desire is. Friend, if you, that's if you're the church. If you're not the church tonight, you can be wrong with man and be okay. If you're not the church tonight, you don't have to worship God at all. You don't have to be holy toward God at all. You ain't got to be separate from this world. You ain't got to be sacred in any way. You ain't got to be holy in any, any kind tonight. You can be unholy. You can be ungodly. And you can be just fine. You got a smile on your face. You got joy in your heart. You got things going on. You're living and doing your thing. Friend, listen, that's not the church tonight. The church is righteousness towards man and holiness towards God. I'm just talking about the formation of the church that Jesus has created. We find here, uh, not only in doing that tonight, but you're created anew in Christ. Turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 with me. Everybody knows this verse. It's it's a very well-known verse, but it's a very good verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. And so when we or created the body of Christ, the formation of that tonight, uh, is a new creature. He says in verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that's created in Christ Jesus there, he is a new creature. He has now been created in righteousness. That's righteousness towards man. He's been created in true holiness. That's holiness towards God. And then he says, because of that now, you become a new creature. Old things are passed away. 
Behold, all things become new. We find that this that word creature there means new formation. New formation. Now let me say this to you tonight. You can't be the church if you just get a remodel. Let's really, let's really understand that. Because there's people tonight who just come to church to say, you know what? I just want to do better in my life. They come to church and say, you know what? I know that I, I got some issues and I got some problems. I just want to straighten those up. And, and I, I just want to kind of hook up with some friends in the church. And I just kind of want to kind of change my life up a little bit. I, I, I kind of want to do better. I want to stop drinking as much. And, and I don't want to you know, be a liar as much, and I, I know that I, I'm ruining my family and my wife, my, my marriage, and, you know, I, I just, I want to kind of straighten my act up a little bit. I, I want to kind of just get remodeled. Th that's not, that's not this new formation. i tell you something else that's not. It, it's not a new renovation. It's not that you, like, you take your house and you not, you just gut out your kitchen and you put a new kitchen in there. That's not this life that you live and you gut out you say i'm gonna stop drinking completely and i'm gonna stop going to bars completely and i'm just going to straighten my act up and i'm not going to drink no more and i'm not going to go to bars anymore i'm gonna come home to my family and i'm just i'm gonna be a father and i'm gonna be a husband and uh all of a sudden that renovation or that 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 remodel somehow is awarded but that's not that doesn't make the church so we find that it's not a new model, a remodel, it's not a renovation. It's not tonight of something of like a redo or a refurbish. You getting the point? We can put makeup on and we can put new clothes on and we can comb our hair and we get our hair cut and we take out our earrings and, and we can remove a lot of things in our lives. We can add some things and, and we can start coming to church and we can start, you know, throwing all the beer bottles in the trash instead of laying it on the counter. I mean, we can do a lot of things in our lives and well, we're going to try to do that. But can you do it? Do you not know tonight how many people are like that? That they're actually coming to church because one day they said they want to remodel. They're not coming to church because they're the church. Because they have a new formation. They're not doing that. They've just decided as a New Year's resolution that they wanted to come and they want to get it all straightened out. And, that, and when they was young, they went to church and, and you know, and, and they're, they're in their 40s or 50s now. And, and you know, they, got, they, they sold all their oats and, and they made all their mistakes. And now they just want to kind of get back in and, and kind of join back up and, and just kind of get some new friends and, and just kind of be part and rub shoulders with the church and, and uh, maybe if they have a good voice, they sing. If they could teach, they teach. If they can make, if they have a lot of money, they give. I mean, you know, but they have never been a new formation. And I'm just saying tonight, a lot of churches are that away. And the reason why is because the preacher don't require a new formation. They come in the deal, and, and most churches are begging and crying for members. You know, they're, they're, they're doing everything. We'll pay you your gas bill or, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do something for you. Just come to church, you know. We, we just want you to come. And, and so a lot, of, a lot of churches are begging for members. A lot of churches are hurting for money. A lot of churches are, are just wanting uh, to grow just so that they can tell their preacher buddies, hey, we're growing. I mean, there's a lot of reasons tonight for all that going on. And so in the meantime, those people 
who, who, who are told, just come. Just get in. You don't have to change much. I mean, you can't smoke on the ground, you know. But, you know, and when you come to church, you know, I mean, don't sweat beer. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, stuff like that. Or uh, it, maybe maybe wear some clothes that's kind of nice, like maybe if you go to a wedding or something. Or maybe if you go to, 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 go to see a court. You know, you can't go in there with shorts in, on and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and so all they just kind of do all this reformation stuff. But that's not what the church is tonight. It's a formation. Now, in this formation tonight, the Bible says two things about this formation. I'm talking about the church that Jesus created, okay? I'm talking about the church, the body of Christ tonight that I hope you're in. It's two things tonight. It talks about the past. And it talks about the present. The past, it says in verse 17, old things are passed away. Old things. You know, old things such as like actions. You know, the actions that you were taking before you made a profession of faith or before you was created in Christ Jesus, before you was created in righteousness and in true holiness. The actions, the conduct, the way you live. The things you did, the actions, the activities of life, according to Scripture, they'll pass away. Not, the, not the actions, but the attitude. You see, this new formation not only affects the outer of what you do and where you go, but it affects the inner, the attitude. The attitude, the old attitude, the old, the old attitude of, of I don't want to be here, I don't care to be here, or, or the old attitude is, I, I don't care if the Bible is, is preached, I don't care if the Bible is true, I don't know if the Bible is true or not. I, I don't, you know, don't even bother me. I, I, think, I think it's not true. I'm not going to carry my Bible to church. I, I'm not going to sing my song, the songs that I asked to sing. I, I come to church when I want to, and, and don't tell me anything, don't tell me how to live. You know, this attitude, that's the old thing. That's the old, that's how pass away the old things, right? So the attitude, the affection, the things that you were affected, affection, had affection for before you were created in Christ Jesus and created in, in, in righteousness and true holiness, uh, that's passed away. Not only the affections, but the attractions. But then the appetites. And then the associations. Wow, that's all A's. If you're... If you're going to make a, if you're going to do a, a, a real become the church tonight, then you're going to, the, the actions and attitude and your allegiances and your affections and attractions and, and your associations and your appetites are going to have to be passed away. Now, we need to take an examination right now. When I became the body of Christ, the body that Jesus created, did the old things pass away? Think about it. Think about it. Did they pass away? Number two, then he talks about the present. So what happens once the old things pass away? Well, then the present is all things become new. Right? What becomes new? Well, those things that passed away becomes new. For example, actions. Godly actions now, that becomes new. You know, I just act different. 
I just, my activities are different. The activities that I used to do and the actions I used to have, they're passed away, but now I do new things. Is there anything new in your life? See, if you're created by Christ Jesus, you're going to find some new things. New things as a new godly activity or actions. It's going to be some godly attitude. Godly attitude. Humility. Submission. Surrender. Compassion. Forgiveness. Unbitterness. It's going to be teachableness. I'm able to take counsel. I'm able to listen to rebuke. And people can be critical of me. And I can, I don't get angry. Just different attitude. I mean, it's a new attitude. You've never had this attitude before. I mean, it's an attitude that only came because I was in Christ Jesus. The old attitude's gone, but the new attitude's here. But I never had an attitude like this before. It's the present. See what I'm saying tonight? We can't say that this attitude is something you had in the past. Because if the attitude you had in the past, it's not the attitude of the present because it's not new. Right? And so we got to know tonight and not be confused and even deceived tonight to think uh, that we are okay, that we are of the church because we're carrying on our own our old attitudes and we got a new attitude every once in a while. It's just whenever I want the new attitude, I kick it in. But most of the time I have the old attitude. That's not the church. Uh, you think about just maybe the uh, godly Allegiance. Before you had allegiance to a lot of things, but now you got a new allegiance. That new allegiance is the church. I'm going to be loyal to the church. A new allegiance is to the Bible. I'm going to be a new allegiance to God, the Lord. A new allegiance to prayer. New allegiance to people of God. New allegiance. Allegiance to righteousness and allegiance to holiness and allegiance to truth. See, allegiance, my, I got new allegiances now. I got new attractions. I got new affections. I got new appetites. I got new associations. Have you experienced new? I know you probably say, brother, this is like a Sunday morning type of message. No, I'm sorry, it just came on Wednesday. The fact of the matter is, Jesus is the creator of the body of Christ. And in the formation of it, you're created in Christ Jesus. That is to be habitable, to be to God that he can have a habitation in you. And once that habitation is able to come in you, you're created in righteousness and true holiness. But then you're a new creature. And those things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. This is the church that Jesus has created. I hope all of you in that. I wish the whole world would be in that. I wish the whole world tonight, not those who say they are, and not those who think they are, and not those who won't want to be, but those that are tonight. To know, my, what a place to be in is the church tonight, the body of Christ. Can I say here secondly tonight, not only the formation of the body, but I noticed the function of the body. 
the function of the body. Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12 with me. And uh, let's look at this for just a minute. The function of the body. So if the body that I, I'm in, that's the formation of it, created in Christ Jesus, created in righteousness and in true holiness, uh, a new creature in Christ. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new now. Uh, and so, man, it's a total different world in which I am and I live in. So what are my functions? How am I as the body of Christ that Christ has created? How does it function? You ever heard a word like this, dysfunction? You ever feel like your home is dysfunctional? You ever feel like your work is dysfunction? You ever feel like your world is dysfunction? You ever feel like that it just, it's just, it just don't seem like the church is even functioning, it's dysfunctional? Well, let me tell you something tonight. The church is functional. Every single time, it's functional. And the reason why tonight is because in Romans chapter 12, and look there in verse 4, the Bible says, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. The body of Christ functions as one body. We don't function as many bodies we have one body and we function as a body the church does and so whenever you find those that are within the church and they want to function as their own body they're not of the church but so we can't say tonight well our church is dysfunctional because we have so-and-so here and so-and-so there they want to be their own body they do want to be their own body, but that doesn't mean that they're in the body of Christ. They're outside the body of Christ. And so what you can rec you can just be rest assured that those that are in the body of Christ will function as one body. Function. They won't try to be the body. They, try, they won't try to renew the body. They won't try to, to make the body better. Uh, they, won't, they won't try to, to do something with the body that the body could be more functional. No, they're just... I'm part of the body. I'm in the body. We're going to do it together. We're going to be unified. We're going to be of one, and we have one mind of one accord, and we're going to do, and we're going to function as one body. Number two, Romans chapter 12, verse 5 says, and we're going to function as one body, but we'll function with one body. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members of one another. This is the body of Christ that's been created, that he's the head of. And we know tonight that we're in one body, but each of us that are in the body are members of one another. Notice, I am attached to you, and you're attached to me. That in this body, whose our head is Jesus, makes us together for all of eternity. And so in that tonight, the, the body of Christ is functional, because not only as we function as a body, but we function in a body. And so as we do our thing, and each one of us have different, different uh, spiritual gifts tonight. We're not going to get into all that tonight, but uh, different graces and different spiritual gifts tonight. It doesn't mean uh, that you're out of sort. It just means that you're in sort. That means that whatever spiritual gift that God has given you, you take that spiritual gift of that grace that God has given you, and within the body, you make performance of it. 
You do as God would ask you to do, and, and that brings the body together. But we're working together as a body, as a body. And so we find tonight the function as one body. We, we, we function with one body, and then we notice that we function by one body. Turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And y'all have heard this so many times, but we'll just once again go through it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12. It gives very clarification concerning the body of Christ tonight and its creation and function. It says in verse 12, it says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. All right, Christ is one. You're one. We're one. So we are. And tonight, that's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you think you're not one tonight and you don't want to be one, well, then you're not of the church anyhow. If you're coming into a church and you want to be part of the church, you want to be one with the church, well, then you can be the church. But if you want to come in the church and change the church and make some different directions of the church and, and add to the church and take away from the church, you're not, you're not at all the church. Because those are that are the church, their interest is to just do as God asked to do, right? You don't cause trouble. You don't create problems. You don't cause schisms. You don't bring divisions. Don't do that. Not in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we find tonight the functions of by one body. Uh, in verse 13, you, it goes on and says, For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we bond or free, we have been all made to drink of one spirit. And so the reason why the, fun, the, body, the, the body functions by one body is because the same spirit. See, the spirit that's in me is the same spirit that's in you. And the Spirit won't be dividing of itself. If I walk in the Spirit and I fulfill the lust of the flesh tonight, me and you be in fellowship. Right? That I, me, I, my Spirit will bear witness with your Spirit that you're a child of God. I mean, we'll have sweet fellowship because of the same Spirit. By one Spirit are we baptized into one body. So how we got into the body of Christ is through baptism, submersion, of the Spirit of God. And so tonight, with that being said, there's a functioning body, which is Christ's body, but it only functions because of the same Spirit. Now, if you have a different Spirit, we got problems. Right? Not all is of the Spirit of God. You might have the Spirit of the devil. And I believe people in churches do have that. And that's why they're very unhappy when they get here. That's why they're very very fidgeted when they do or they are here. That's why they're very rebellious and stubborn while they're here. Uh, they're not going to They're not gonna be friendly. Uh, they're, they're not going to participate with songs. They're not going to listen to the preaching. They're not going to do anything with what they hear. They're going to leave out of here just like they came, bitter, ugly, and uh, divisive, and think they know it all, think they have it all figured out. And tonight, that's not the church. The church is the Spirit of God that's in them, that's baptize them and we drink all of one spirit right that's what brings us together tonight that's what's empowered us that that's what's caused us to be this one big body 
right? So there's the same spirit. But there's also something else tonight that brings this to this body that functions is if they have the same mind. Look at verse 14. For the body is not of one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Now, the reason I said the same mind is because I want you to think. Because there's questions being asked here. So the Holy Ghost of God is wanting you to think. Think about what the Holy Ghost of God in this passage is saying. Verse 16. If the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, am I not the body? Is it therefore not the body? Verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, where are the hearing? If the whole were the hearing, where were the smelling? So we find that in, the, in this function of one body, if we think, we can think and say we have the same mind. Because we all can't be the ear. We, we know that. Some people don't know that, though. We can't all be the eye. And if I'm not an ear, that don't mean I'm not part. If I'm not the eye, that don't mean that I'm not, I'm not in, right? And so as we think and as we have the same mind, and the same mind is this, is that it's God. It's God that put me in the body. But it's God that determined the type of member I'll be. I might be a foot. I might be a hand. I might be an eye. I might be an ear, right? I might be uh, some inward parts it talks about here in just a moment. Uh, hey, listen, it's God that does all that determining and situation and what I want to be. But in our same mind is that we're part of the body, the body of Christ tonight. And it don't really matter what I am. I'm just in the body of Christ. So whatever you are. You just function as that. If you're the eye, if you're the ear, if you're the foot, if you're the hand, then function as one of those that are in the body. All right? So the same mind. So when you talk to somebody, we can have a conversation and say, you know what? I'm just in the body of Christ. Whatever the Lord wants me to do, I'll do. See, that's the same mind. That we can, we can have fellowship with that. Amen? So we're talking about functioning now. Uh, we find also, here thirdly, we see the same purpose. The Bible says in verse 18, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it pleased him. Same purpose. We're all here for the same purpose because it pleases God. Don't try to please man. You're not here tonight because you please man. Don't sing the songs uh, uh, we sing tonight to please man. Don't teach the classes to please man. Don't, don't do what you do to please man. Don't come to please man. It's because it pleases God. See, we're here for the same purpose, to please God. If it upsets you that I'm here tonight, then be upset. If, some, if you're upset because somebody else is here tonight, well, then, then you got to get that figured out. But the bottom line is, I'm in the church, you're in the church because it pleases God. Same pleasure, same, same reason, same purpose, same mind, same spirit. But then I notice the same body. Look at verse 19. And if they were all one member, were, where are the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body? The eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. 
and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable. Upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. And our comely parts have no need. But God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which it, which, which, which lacked. Then verse 25, And there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. We find the same body, but then the same care. Right? As much as you care for the person you like, you ought to care for the person you don't. Just because somebody cut parts their hair on the side and you don't think it ought to be cut parted on the side, you still care for them. If they wear, you know, these, these clothes that's kind of foreign and out or whatever, and you say, man, I don't you got to care for them too. They're different. They're quirky. They're weird. They're nerdy. Hey, but if they're part of the church, you care for them. Right? I'm just saying the same care. As much as I care for you, I expect you to care for me. Right? Now, if you don't care for me, I'm going to care for you anyway. But we have the same care. All right, so we, we have to find the function. This is why we're functioning. We have the same spirit. We have the same mind. We have the same purpose. We have the same body. We have the same care. In verse 27, we have the same Christ. Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. Now you are the body of Christ. Hey, we just have the same Christ. Now tonight, I wonder if there's anyone in this room that feels like you're better than the rest. Or anybody in this room, you feel like you're less than the rest. You shouldn't, so. You should be equal, right? We all should be level at the foot of the cross. There's nobody in here uh, tonight that's better or less. Nobody in here is more important or less important. Nobody in here uh, is, is, could, could say that, listen, I am I, I am more profitable than anyone else. And then you say, well, that one's less profitable. That's not the church of our Lord. Amen. That's not the body I'm speaking of tonight. The one who does the least is still the one who's part of the body. And the one who does the most is part of the body and all between. Amen. And so we find tonight that this body functions in this manner. So when we see the scripture in Colossians chapter 1 verse 8, says he is the head of the body, that's what we're talking about. That's our head of that body. We find uh, number three, not only the functions of the body, and we see tonight the formation of the body, but we also see the features of the body. The feature of the body tonight, not features, but the feature of the body is the head, is the head. And if you see that tonight in our text in Colossians chapter 1, turn back there, but we're going to go to Ephesians here quickly. Uh, Colossians chapter 1 in verse 18, it says, and he is the head of the body, the church. And so that is the feature of the church, is the head. Now, you know, tonight when I say the feature, a lot of people uh, have different features in their lives, you know. Uh, there, there's you, you talk about you hear this all the time uh, that guy has this blonde hair and blue eyes everybody loves the loves the blonde hair blue eyed guy right uh that girl there's a brunette or that girl's a red or that one there's a blonde or or that one there and 
uh, you know, and then they'll talk about different features of, of the individuals. And some are slender and some are big and bulky and some, some are tiny and some are petite and some, some are extra large, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And so uh, as you look at yourself as in a mirror and as you measure yourself up, uh, all of us tonight has some features that we'd probably say, that's okay, I'd like to have it better. But then we see some other features that says, that's horrible. Right? And we just got to be honest tonight that, that we size ourselves up. But not only do we size ourselves up, we size others up. Don't be so holy Joe here. And that you don't size nobody up. That when you see somebody, you just got a blank stare. And you don't think, hey, too tall, too wide, too dark. Eyeshadow's too long, you know. Hair, hair's got like three colors to it, you know. Gray, really. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, and so tonight, in this, about being the body tonight, and being this feature, uh, when you talk about the body of Christ, there's nobody in this room here that's the feature. Nobody. The head. He's the feature. And we got to keep it at that. When the preacher becomes somebody, we become nobody. When you become somebody, we become nobody. We always got to keep the feature, the feature, the head of the body. All right? We, as a church tonight, as we go forward and as we progress on and as we be obedient to the Lord, uh, we must not think more highly of ourselves than we are to think. Right? There's nobody in here tonight that will, that will cause the church to go out. And there won't be anybody in this room who'll cause the church to come in. The head is who we focus on. The head is who we look at. The head is whom we, we put our eyes upon and we put our trust in tonight because he's the head of the church tonight. So stop looking at everybody. Stop looking at anybody because they're not the feature. Right? You're, you're being distracted. You're being detoured. You're, you're being, you're, you're being, your eyes are off of whom you need to be on tonight. And the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, this church, glory about this church, the feature of it is the head. I'm, I know we put some doors in here. I know we put some paint on here. I know that we clean up and we did this and we did all that uh, to make it pretty here. But that's not the feature. There's a many, many churches tonight, the features are like the choir. The features is the young people group. The features is the, 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 the fellowships. And the features are, uh, you know, this and that and the other, the buildings, the, uh, the amount of people they have, the amount of money they have. Uh, and so we can just go all over. But tonight, the only feature for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, who he has created and who he's the head of tonight, is the head. And that's who we need tonight to really hone in on. We really need to make sure that Glory Baptist Church and all that we sing and all that we preach and all that we teach and all that we pray and all that we fellowship and all that we do is because of the feature. And the feature is the head. The head tonight is him. Ephesians chapter 1 tonight, verse 20. Wow, time went by fast tonight. You know, they say time goes fast when you're having a good time. I don't know if I said that right or not. 
but I'm having a good time. Ephesians chapter 1 tonight, and look in verse 20 with me. I want you to notice the body's authority is the head, and that's why he's the feature, because he's the authority. It says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above principality, power, might, and dominion, in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. He hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fulfillment of him that filleth all in all. We find that the body's authority is the head. That's why it's the feature. It's the head. He's, he's the authority. And tonight, you could say, well, Brother Larry, you're the authority here. No, I'm not. If I'm not preaching Jesus tonight, get rid of me. If I don't exalt Christ and I don't preach his word and I don't uh, magnify the name of Jesus tonight, you don't want nobody to be a pastor here except that he, Jesus, is the authority. You want your pastor tonight, and we want the members tonight to always refer to Jesus, the head of the church, as the one of authority. Why are you here tonight? Because Jesus, he said for me to be here. Forsake not thyself assembly together. I'm here because of Jesus. Tonight, why will you be back? Because of Jesus. Tomorrow, why won't you go out and live a sinful life? Jesus. Why will you live a righteous life or a holy life? Jesus. Uh, why will you read your Bible? Why will you give your tithes? Why will you love your children and love your spouse? And why, won't, why will you be a good citizen in this community? And why will you live an upright and honorable life? Why do you do all that? Jesus. Because, see, the church just doesn't happen on Wednesday night. When you walk out of here, the church walks out of here. And when you go home, the, the church goes home. And when you go to work, the church goes to work. And when you go to Wally World, the work church goes to Wally World. And when you go down there to, to the place of get gas, the church goes and gets gas. You see, you can't ever, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, you can't ever separate or divide you from the church. And so everything in your life tonight has to be that he is the authority. There's never a time in the day, there's never a place at all whenever you live and wherever you live that he is not the authority. You probably say, well, when I'm at church, I can make Jesus my authority. When he's, you're not at church, he's your authority. You say, well, he, whenever I do spiritual things, you know, like, like read my Bible or pray or something like that, well, then, you know, I'll make him authority. But with my money or what movies I watch or what music I listen to, so be it. That's no big deal. It's a big deal. Either, either he's the authority of your whole life at all times, or he's not authority at all in your life. He doesn't play games. He, he's not saying, okay, if you just give me 30% of your life, if you just give me 40%, I'll be okay with that. I'll make a deal with you. If you do 50, I do 50. He don't work that. I'm 100% of authority in your life. I'm talking about the church that Jesus created. There's other churches out there that are false churches that you can be part of. 
But the church that Jesus created, you, he's going to be authority because he's going to be the feature because he's going to be the head. Amen? I mean, listen, that, I can lay my head down tonight. And if, 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 I, if I die tomorrow, man, I'm okay. Jesus is the authority. And I have come to that place where I want him to be that authority. And everything of life. Number two, not only is he the, the body's authority, but he's the body's to make it authentic. Authenticity. Authenticity. Ephesians 1, and I'll close with this thought. Verse 23 says, which is his body? Which is, what is his body? The church. Then it goes on and says this, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. That word fullness of him that filleth all in all means that the church, authenticity, the genuineness. If I ask you tonight, are you real? Are you authentic? Are you genuine? You want to say yes. Everybody else want to say yes. But what makes you real is that the church that Jesus created is that it's full of Jesus. Does that make sense? The fullness. Full of Jesus. Not full of the world. Not full of self. Not full of this, that, and the other. But full of Jesus. Full of Jesus. But not only is it full of Jesus, but this world or this church that Jesus created has the fullness thereof but it means that they display Jesus. That's what it says there in that verse, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. In other words, my life is just going to reveal Jesus because Jesus is the one who created me and I'm in his church and I'm his body. And because of him, he makes me authentic. I'm real not because of what I say I am. I'm real because not what I think I am. I'm real not because of what I want to be. I'm real because of what's revealed, what's displayed, what's manifested. And so we could take you tonight and we can write down the last six months of your life. And we can tell you tonight whether you're of the church or not. Because the fullness of Jesus. That's, that's how you can tell. You shall be known by your fruits, right? Faith without works is dead. See, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight is such a big, major ordeal. In all the world tonight, Jesus said that you are translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And then that same one who's creator has a church. Has a church. Not a temple. Not a synagogue. Not a mosque. A church. And that church is full of him. It's revealing him. It's displaying him. And that's how we know we're authentic tonight. Because of him. If you're not revealing him. You're not giving forth him. Then you don't have what you might think you do. Let's stand to our feet. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. And the church. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful body. Thank you my Lord. The church. 
I'm going to give you this last one here, and we'll close. The church's ability to grow, to go, and to glow. Jesus does that for you. You ever been around somebody, and you said to them, or you thought about them, well, they sure do glow. There's just a shine about them. And when I get around them, I just feel like, man, they just really, really encourage me. They glow. See, Jesus would do that. And his church, that's what his church members does. They glow. They grow, too. And they go. They progress. They don't stay children. They move forward. I pray tonight that you're the church. I pray that I'm the church. And that the church... He is the head of the body, which is the church. Thank you, my Father. Anybody like to come tonight and just pray? Say, I, I just, I just want to be what he had me to be. We're running out of time, church. We're running out of time. If you're going to do anything for Jesus, you better start doing it. You better get busy. The only thing that you do for Jesus will count one day. All the rest of the things that we do throughout the day will be wasted. Not even thought of. Not even counted on. Help us, Lord, to make our lives count for Jesus. We beg you. All right. Any prayer requests tonight before we pray? Yeah.